Welcome to the show. I'm Angela Weber. And I'm Richard Molina. And this is Gosh Darn Fiasco. On this show, my friends and I play a game called Fiasco. So this episode features a fiasco setting called Break a Leg, all about the theater. It's got like Shakespeare, Phantom of the Opera, and the uh, the Scottish play. What was that word? The theater. Okay. That's how you say it. Fiasco is a tabletop role-playing game with rules and dice and stuff, but if you don't know anything about Fiasco, that's okay. Basically, you'll just hear people improvising a story about the theater. It's like listening to a movie without any pictures. Theater. Is it like an audio play? Sure. So, all right. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> First, we're going to use the setting to select details for our story from the playset. Like, for example, one relationship might be secret cousins, and an object might be gloves with claws stolen from a touring production of Cats. Spoilers. Once we have our details, we decide on our characters' names, and the players go around the table taking turns setting up and acting out scenes. You can tell when the scenes begin and end because of our cool chime noises. We'll explain everything else as we do the show. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. The show must go on. Welcome back to Gosh Darn Fiasco, everybody. We're back. Yay! Yay! Uh, we're going to play Gosh Darn Fiasco again. I am joined today by, you may recognize his voice from the intro you just heard and also the Going Last Tabletop Gaming Podcast. It's Richard Molina. Hey, everybody. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Anything exciting happened recently? Um, I went to the, it was the coast. That's nice. It was nice. Okay. Next, you might recognize his voice from Reboot, Reuse, Recycle, his face from the smash hit music video, Nerd Boy, and his, uh, shirt from the Seattle sports team. <laughs> it's Kyle McCormick. How you doing, Kyle? I'm great. This shirt is an affectation. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a 70s-ish t-shirt for the Seattle sportsmen's. Seattle and, uh, Mariners. Yeah. I was on a t-ball team called the Mariners when I was, like, in first grade. I think I may have been, too, but I could also be constructing a memory based on your suggestions. <laughs> um, I'm glad to be here. I'm so happy you're here. We're drinking white wine from a literal gallon of wine <laughs> that from my sister's wedding. This episode's going to get weird. It's going to be great. Uh, next, you might recognize her voice from everything. Well, I, from comedy. When If you closed your eyes at comedy, you would recognize her voice. And also from the song Nerd Boy, the smash hit music video that I directed because I'm a genius. Uh, Lucia Fasana, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody! I'm so happy you're here. You're losing your voice a little bit, Me right? too. Yeah, I'm losing my voice a little bit because I've been yelling at uh, little girls at the rock and roll camp for girls, like, good job! And stop hitting each other! <laughs> so, that's why I sound like this. You well, you sound great. Thank you. And I'm sorry you had to keep little girls from hitting each other. It's all right. I, I wish it didn't have to be that way. Does you wish you could just let them hit each other? You're not, yeah. even, <laughs> you're not even volunteering. You're just yelling. Yeah, yeah. I just yell just at walking children in the out. park. Just yeah. standing outside the door. <laughs> find this out wherever like rock music camp is. Like. Okay, <laughs> and next, uh, from This Apes for You and other amazing projects, sure. it's Kevin M. Arnold. Hi. Hi, Kevin M. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. We, you're wearing a Sega hoodie and a Capcom shirt. 
Yep. Are those the same or different? Different. Is Capcom a system? No. And Sega only makes games now. Okay. So they're two different they're game, game gaming companies. companies now. They're rivals? Are they rivals? How would you describe the ethics in wearing both of those game <laughs> shirts? Uh, clean clothes <laughs> take precedence over dirty clothes. I don't always agree with that. Uh, we are playing a game, a playset called Break a Leg, which is written by Megan Peterson and John Kelly. Um, and it's about the stage. Kyle, as is tradition, would you like to read the description? I would be honored. All the world's a freaking stage. The director slept with half the cast, your lighting designer is homicidal, and that bastard from the Daily News just panned the show in his column. You'll be lucky on opening night if the cast remembers their lines, nobody mentions the Scottish play, and the scenery doesn't fall down mid-performance, but hey, the art is all that's important, right? What is theater background? You've been in plays, Richard. Yeah, I did plays in high school and middle school and college. Anybody else been in plays? Yeah, I, uh... In middle school, yeah, I played the lead of the Scottish play. Oh, okay. What? Um, and you did uh, the Scottish play in middle school? Yeah, <laughs> Ducktales. It was Ducktales. Um, oh, is he Scottish? Uncle, Uncle Scrooge. Scrooge. Uncle, Scrooge. Yeah, younger. <laughs> or Flintheart um, Glomgol. Flintheart. What is it? Flintheart Glomgol. Yeah, something like that. It was a comedic version of uh, of Macbeth. Okay. Where we did like the oh. Monty Python thing of doing the coconuts Aww. to make sound, the horses, and I got to choreograph my own sword fight. Uh, with my friend who played Macduff, and that was a lot of fun. And then I did theater in high school, but that was the peak. Was yeah. my eighth grade performance <laughs> of Macbeth. That's, that's fair. The yeah, only time funny. I ever had a lead in a play was when I was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the balloon salesman in our production of The Three Little Pigs. You know, that well-known movie. Oh, that's the lead of The Three Little Pigs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I had a song. I had a full song. It was, like, long. So why aren't About you selling balloons? Come and buy, come and buy balloons of every hue. That means color. That's how I learned the word hue. And then it goes on on from there. Lucy, you've been in plays, right? Yeah. um, That reminded me of I was in the garden show where I played an alien. That ship was fueled by chlorophyll. Oh. So I really needed chlorophyll. Um, But uh, when I was in middle school, I played Viola in Twelfth Night, uh, who, like, the Amanda Bynes character, and she's the man. Thank you. Okay. For I, I thought for for first you said Viola, and I was like, is that Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? That was going to be, I don't know any place. I turned into a blueberry. Um, and then when, and when I was in fifth grade, I played a gender-swapped Hamlet. Mm. Hamlet. Hamlet. If you're going to make a Hamlet, you get to break it. seems young for Shakespeare, like fifth grade and middle school yeah. to me. Wow. Yeah. For yeah. Hamlet. That's why we're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> You're very smart for your age. Thank you, you so guys. much. How about you, Kevin? Uh, yeah, elementary through, through college. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's I wanted to be like the next big American playwright. Oh wow! And the next Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Only I can't write music. But yeah, I mean, I started as an actor, and and I've done everything in theater. I've done. What light, dope roles? Lights and sound and directed oh, wow. uh, plays, right? And written. And plays, written. Yeah. Yeah. And directed plays I've written. Oh. So it sounds like most of our experience is going to be age 16 and under. So we have <laughs> yeah. to translate that to this set. I feel like the emotional maturity level is probably the same for adult directors. <laughs> Actually, I'm sure that's true. 100% that's true. That's true correct. For every profession, though, like no matter what. Especially the art ones. Yeah. We're all qualified, we're all ready. Okay, we're going to start uh, getting our locations, needs, and relationships, and objects together. Um, the 
listener will hear some fast forward sound effects as we hit the highlights here. I like that. But every pair of characters here, uh, characters, friends, uh, yeah. will have a relationship as well as a location, a need, or an object here from this playset, uh, which gives us 36 of each one of those to choose from. And we will uh, use paper and dice and various methods uh, to do that. So why don't I start and give Kevin and Lucia a family relationship? I think uh, I think Kyle and Lucia are going to have a historical relationship of some sort. I don't know what that They've means. Why is there history on her story? <laughs> yeah, they have her story. All right, I'm going to give Kevin and Angela some romance. Yeah. Okay, Kyle is specifying the relationship romance between Kevin and I. Director and most recent conquest. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh. Right now, Lucia is specifying the community relationship between Richard and Kyle. Okay, bitter rivals. All right, that okay. means I'm probably, go. probably going to yell at you. <laughs> best worst friends. Richard and I. <laughs> okay. Best worst friends. Okay, cool. Uh, ooh, ooh. Uh. All right, Kevin and Lucia, I'm going to make your family relationship. Apparently they're cousins, but don't mention it. <laughs> All right, the last one here is uh, is history between Kyle and Lucia. And I, I've got, like, rivalries on both sides, so I want some, some happiness here. Please. Maybe. So you two are former child actors. <laughs> <laughs> the happiest of all tropes. Exactly, isn't it? Isn't it? There you all go. Right, now uh, we need each couple pair to have a location, a need, or an object. So let's start with uh, Lucia. Would you like to give out a location, a need, or an object? Um, I'd love to give out on a location. Okay, fantastic. I'm giving Angela and Richard location cast party. High-ended nightclub called Knoll. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, let's do a need. Yeah. Need for yeah, need to read. Kyle and Lucia. Oh yeah. Oh boy. They they needs Positive to get revenge. Oh, and we have a need to get revenge for the misspelled name in the fucking program. Yeah. Revenge. <laughs> That's fair. Oh wow. Maybe we have to get after the director for that. I'm going to give Kyle and Richard a, a sentimental object. Aww. Your sentimental object is somebody else's Tony Award. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give you two a need to get out. That's over to Kevin need and Lucia. Get out. <laughs> I need to get out. Of this terrible show. Oh no. Okay, now we know the show is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of a big one to define, but I feel really good about it. (laughs) It's gonna be weapons. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? Gloves with claws stolen from a touring production of Cats. Yay! (laughs) Okay, so we got all of our items. So... My question is like, what is the story? Like, do we are we is the play already going, and we're trying to get a review, or try to get not canceled, or are we just about to open classic theater story? I think the show might be starting because they want to get out of the terrible show. Oh, okay. And they so there must be an indication that it's pretty bad. Okay, so it's already going. Yeah, I I, I think so. Yeah, and the fact that there's a cast party yeah after a show started so. 
Is, is it always near the end, or is it just after it started? Sometimes it's, like, Sometimes, after yeah. every single show. Yeah, it's yeah. In, like, yeah. usually after there's one after lot. opening night, there's often one. Oh, it could be opening so, night. So we could base the <laughs> whole story around be, right before opening night. And, and you and could after. find out that it's terrible after opening night. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds good. Um, so we have... Uh, Kevin, one of us is the director, and one of us is a, the most recent conquest. I was thinking I could be, like, uh, like property master or some sort of stage manager person if you wanted to be the director. All right. Um, and that way... She has a hat. Yeah, your character... We've already driven, drawn the character has a hat. Okay. Um, okay. And she... And so, Richard, you and I are best, worst friends, so maybe I got into the play because you're an actor, and I was like, I'm going to help out, but we're also worst friends. I don't know what that means. I'm not really sure. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident that I am an understudy. Yeah. <laughs> at this point. Perhaps um, mine. Probably. All because you're bitter rivals. <laughs> and I've been trying to do this for a long time, and I've just been an understudy for like 20 years. Okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Did you have some ideas? You want to be an actor, Kyle? I mean, I, I feel like the situation insists. <laughs> the play insists that I be an actor in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, so I, I think I like the idea that Richard is my understudy because that's why we're rivals. Yeah. Because he wants my role. I want him to die. Yeah. yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> and Lucia and I being former child actors makes sense because I am a thespian. Yeah. And that's our background. Sounds good. Luch? <clears throat> is Kevin the director? Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, how about that I am a respected actor um, of the theater mm. and uh, Kevin is... Madam Rochelle Featherstone is my cousin, and I got them the job because they're very interested in okay. experimental theater. So okay. I don't really want to be associated, though. Oh, yeah, so your cousin's what we're not supposed to talk about. Like, yeah, that's why you got the job. It. It's yeah. like, well, no, I mean. <laughs> I do like the idea that the director got the job from, from an cousin actor. actor. <laughs> not, not the other way around. Yeah. Well, yeah I think it's a fun subversion. And you're both trying to get out of the play, so maybe, like, you were brought in as, like, the way to get funding for the oh, play. Oh, yeah, you're the name. You're the name of the play. Yeah, and then then the, the director is brought in, and then you yeah. both realize that it's terrible. For some reason, I feel like my character takes this play very seriously. I'm and is really into it. Sweet. That makes sense. Do we want to name the play? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wrote down. Wait, what did you write down? So a, a possible title of a play also could be "The Frivolous Ado of Madame Baudelaire's Frock." Sounds great. That's a good. I mean, so can... What do you want the play to be called, Lucia? The Frivolous Ado of Madame Baudelaire's Frock. Which ado is that? Is it? It's saying goodbye. Or is it much ado? Oh, like much ado, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a frivolous oh. amount of ado <laughs> for her frock. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, then I think we've talked about stuff. Everybody write down your character's name and age and role, I guess. So let's introduce ourselves. My character is named Mackenzie Elizabeth Cruz, uh, which you can short to just Mac. And you could, you could sort in my middle name to just Beth. And um, <laughs> if you messed up my last name, it would say curse. So uh, I'm Macbeth. Um, and this, uh, I am the stage manager. I'm like late 20s, early 30s. And on the play, the frivolous ado of Madame Baudelaire's frock. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to be playing Joe Simmons. I'm 58. I've been tottering around this theater for, I don't know, almost 40 years. Yeah. Waiting for my time. And it's not yet. I'm still an understudy. <laughs> Not yet. Um, and uh, <laughs> I have to run around and put props on tables when, when people tell I Like, I just help out. 
I just help out. My name is Remy Lachaud. I'm 26 years old. I play the role of Rolf Vida Schiedelgratzer in The Frivolous Adieu of Madame Baudelaire's Frock. I thought it was, when I read it, I thought it was Rolf Wiedersen. <laughs> That's good, too. Yeah. That is so good. Okay, cut out what I just said. Okay. <laughs> My name is Remy Lachaud. I'm 26 years old. I play the role of Rolf Wiedersen in The Frivolous Adieu of Madame Baudelaire's Frock. Not a big deal. 26. <laughs> it's the role you were born to play. Well... Every role is the role I was born to play. I'm a born thespian. But, okay. Wanna play? Well, we'll see, Joe. Hello, my name is Gilda Roy Lockhart. Uh, I'm 38, and I am the star of The Frivolous Ado of Madame Baudelaire's Frock. I am playing Madame Baudelaire's daughter, Dot Baudelaire. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Madame Rochelle Featherstone. I am the director of this play, uh, which is... A little beneath me, I usually do experimental theatre, none of this uh, stuff for the people. <laughs> I've been brought in as a relief director for another Ooh. person who uh, uh, was driven away by this cast, apparently. Oh no. <laughs> Great. That's what we have. So I feel like we should just straight up be in New York, like, on a main stage stuff. Like, this Well, why wouldn't we be? High stakes. I mean, there's a Tony Award involved of some kind. That's true. So we've got to have it. So who wants to start? I guess we're going to be building up to opening night. Do you want to maybe start with you being brought in? Or? Actually, let's have things already going badly. <laughs> let's. Uh... Okay, so maybe it's like final dress rehearsal? Yeah, dress rehearsal. Final dress rehearsal. <gasps> we could do it like Aaron Sorkin style. Like I'm walking through and meeting, all, talk? meeting all the characters. I like that. Walking in between <laughs> the... Um, I just I want to know what... Best worst friend means. I don't know. What does that mean? What time period is this? All right, I had two, I had two <laughs> theories like on it. I think it's yeah, it, it's either frenemies or like and a friends or like those friend <laughs> like the where you guys are best friends, but every time you're together, just horrible things happen. Yeah. <laughs> does it mean Helma and Louise? Is that what? It yeah, <laughs> like so it could be either frenemies or the other way. It's yeah. up to you guys. I, don't know. I feel like the play takes place in like the 30s. The play does. Yeah, so you can. So if it takes place slightly pre-World War II, is that the play? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like in that interim period. Cool. So my character's like, hey, maybe these Nazis are cool. And but like, he doesn't know yet <laughs> that it goes bad. Great. But this is currently now. <clears throat> 2016. 2016. 2016. 2016. We're all dealing with the fact that people only care about theater because of Hamilton. We're benefiting from that. We, we are. Because some time. people can't get tickets yeah. to Hamilton. And so we're out there like, buy tickets to this play, buy tickets to this play. We were like, it's kind of like Hamilton, but... Also, it's bad. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this, uh, my scene is going to be, I, and it is right before our dress rehearsal, like, like dress rehearsal for the press. So we're like, it's... Press rehearsal. Press rehearsal. Uh, it's important that people are doing a good job. So I'm going to be walking through the backstage area meeting people, re receiving instruction from Madame Rochelle Featherstone, and then, like, maybe trying to get, like, getting to, um, you last Joe Simmons, okay. um, and you're, uh, upset because you're not gonna be on the stage. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, God. It's the dress rehearsal night. It's gonna be a big one. All right. Uh, Madame Rochelle Featherstone. Mac, it's good to see you. Yes, it's good to see you, too. Uh, did, did you get to costumes? They have uh, all those fix-ups that we needed last minute. 
Yes, absolutely. They weren't able to find all of the gloves that you needed since you asked at the very last minute for actors to be wearing gloves in every scene and a different pair of gloves. Like, that's a lot of gloves. I'm going to need you to uh, tell someone to start measuring hands so we can have people share gloves when they're not on stage. Okay. Um, I'm going to need uh, microphone checks in at least an hour. Okay. And uh, if you'd like, maybe later we can meet in the furniture loft again. That would be wonderful. I'm just going to, I'm just really worried about those gloves. Thing. Well, uh, fix it and uh, get back to me. Sure. Thank you for taking care of that, darling. Absolutely. Is it okay if I tell people that you're uh, and I are? Oh dear like... Lord, no. Oh, okay. Have you never been in theater before? I mean, I ha- it just this is. All right. Good to see you. Bye. Okay. Mac, Mac, Mac. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yes, Remy. Mr. I'm Mr. having a glove issue. Yes, I know. We have a pro- lot they of problems. They do with not gloves. fit upon my hands yes. in a way that I find aesthetically pleasing or physically comfortable. Yeah, no, you're wearing them right now, and they do look fine to me, but what, what is the problem? Fine? No. Since what is fine the standard that this play is going for? No, you're right. This, uh, the play, The Frivolous Adieu of Madame Baudelaire's uh, Frock is... Learn how to say that better. I, listen... The Frivolous Adieu of Madame Baudelaire's Frock. You know, honestly, I just call it teeth. F-A-A-O-M-B-F. Oh, I don't like that. Um, that's belittling. Or That's just kind of what I say. that's what... But I'm not, you know, I'm not a talker professionally like you, mm, so... That's, isn't that the truth? Uh, okay, well, okay, so we'll get you some new gloves. Now, these are the purple velvet ones that No, these are, I need a crushed black velvet. Crushed black... Crushed black... Purple velvet fits fantastically. A crushed black velvet... Yes. ...to go with my Hugo Boss suit... Yes. ...needs to be better. Yes, absolutely. Okay, uh, we will get you the crushed black velvet, and I do need to measure your hands later. You need to what? I need to... Well, listen, the director... Vision. Yes. Mm. Okay. I knew that would work on you. Okay. Very I'm good. On it. I'm on it. New gloves for you. Slightly bigger. Got Very it. good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Hello. All right. Uh, Miss Lockhart. Miss Lockhart. Yes. Yes. Is everything going okay? Everything's going fine. I am just. Uh, I've been looking over these. Um, the uh, playbills for the opening night. Yes. And I'm not quite sure that I um, that I like what I see. Oh, no. Okay. Well, your headshot is the new one that you demanded that we put in. So that's the one with you holding the cat while being held by a bigger cat. Yes, yes. That's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, and all your credits are in there. What's the problem? The problem is that my name is Gilda Roy Lockhart, the uh, famous actress of the theater and the uh, smaller theater. Yes. And I um, it says (laughs) instead, it says, Tilda Goy. Small cart. Oh no. It does say that, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I thought it might have been a font thing, but you're mm-hmm. right. It is. Um, okay. Uh, well, listen, um, I mean, most people know your name anyway, so it probably won't matter that yes. much. <laughs> they all know my name. So, they're quite gonna, famous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let me see if I can fix that. Please, and, it's no big deal. And, and you Just need to be on. Yeah, oh, of course. Uh, I don't know that. All right. Um, well, you, you uh, just keep getting ready. Um, here are your new gloves. And we'll be on stage. Uh, I think it's just 10 minutes to curtain Thank for you. the uh, dress rehearsal. One, one more question. Um, yeah. The gloves, they go um, past the elbow. Yeah. They go up to the shoulders. Yes. It's basically sleeves. Uh, you know, I did mention that once to the director. And I've been told uh, just to shut my mouth about it. Shut my pretty mouth. I, my mouth about it. So, uh, just a, a deal, I guess. Okay, I might roll them down a smidge. I, I think that would be a good idea. I need to be able to be aerodynamic when I'm gesticulating across the stage. 
Yeah, there's a lot of aerodynamics in Dot's role. Yes, yes. It's the driving force of the whole play. Absolutely. Well, but they all fit, right, your gloves? I know some of them are technically from a touring production of Cats because we didn't have enough gloves that fit everybody, and I think that might be why they're that long, but at least you got, they're shiny, so. Yeah, they're quite jellical, actually, yeah. yes. Um, well, it'll do. I'm no diva. Yeah, no. of course you aren't. Of no, not of course, but please, this playbook problem, please uh, have that be fixed. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not a big deal, right? Like, if I don't get it fixed, it'll be okay. If you don't get it fixed, Miss, what was your name again? Uh, my name's Mac. Miss Mac? Yeah. If you don't get this problem fixed, I don't think you'll ever work in this town again. Or any town where there are humans. Oh, all right. Gotta run. Thank, thanks. Uh, oh, oh, Joe, thank God. <sighs> Mac, what is it? What's going on? Oh, everything's okay. How are you doing today? I, okay, so I went up. I was up in the... the the, the raft, I was I fixed the gels and all the lights, Good. and I swept the stage, yeah. and I cleaned up most of the aisles, and um, and I, I brought my my own, my crushed black velvet gloves in case the, you need me to wear oh, them. Oh, great. Joseph, I'll, I'll take Joseph. those. I'll take Wait. those. I need to bring them to Remy. Wait, what? Joseph, may I please have those gloves? Yeah, here you go, Remy. No. Thank you so much, Mac. But those were Enjoy gifts. your day. Um... Okay, okay, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm... Well, no, he needs those gloves. Thank yeah. you so much for bringing them. They fit so well. I didn't even know that you... Remy, I just love your new gloves. Thank you so much. Good they job. You know, we'll tell the customers good job. Well, uh, you don't have to do that. Let them work for us. But the... those were given to me 40 years ago when I came to this theater and we did uh, the first show, the first running of the Frivolous of Do of Madame Baudelaire's frock. And I, I was the understudy... Yeah. So I needed gloves. and um, Well, now they're finally seeing the stage. Isn't that nice? That's okay. Well, I, I, yeah. Okay, just make sure, I mean, make sure he gets them back. Is that okay? Can yeah. he, like, if he gives them back? Well, yeah, of course. We always recollect the okay, okay. costumes. Okay, great. I, I have to go. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's, uh, someone threw up in the bathroom, so I have to go clean that yeah, up real I, quick. Um, I'm going to go over my lines again, just in case, uh, that, you know, yeah. I, I need to, to run that part. If I need to be Rolf, I can do it. I can do it. I know. Um, just make sure you don't get any more dust on your person, because the role of Rolf is very clean, because he's a Nazi. Oh, right. Um, We're very tidy people. I, Pardon me. I can go change real quick if that's we nine minutes now. We have nine minutes, we have maybe? Nine minutes okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, Just be uh, ready. Okay, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. You don't need to be ready. If, if you need me, I'll be I'll be all ready. I'll get all that stuff done. I'll clean up all the bathrooms, the and then I'll be in the, the room, just the understudy room, ready to go. Yeah. All right. It's not a very comfortable room. No, it's, it's really I'm gonna, not. You know what? Because you're my best friend, I'm uh -huh. going to try to get a chair in there this, this week. That's good. And if you could turn, is it AC? I don't, there's, there's just like cold air, like blown oh, yeah. no, in there at all times. It's actually technically part of the refrigeration system. Oh, for the, like, that makes wine sense. And stuff. Yeah, okay, okay. Those are all those noises. Yeah. Clinks a lot in there. Yeah, okay. it's kind of okay. thematic. Okay. Well, it sounds good. I mean, that sounds fun. And if I don't see you then, I'll see you at the, you know, at the, the cast party after the show, right? It's going to be <laughs> so good. All right. Well, uh, um, I guess I guess I got to go measure hands. I'll start with you. And then we'll just get the stole, stole on the road. Is that it? I don't know. Yeah. Because it's a frock. We get the stole on the road. The stole. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. Good insurance, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, decided... To age my character up because Lucia's character Gilda is thirty eight and we are former child actors. Okay. So, <clears throat> perfect. My character Remy is thirty six. Is there twenty six? Perfect. 
I love it. All right, and then I need to measure hands. I'm running down in real life the things that I have to Your do. Your fictional <laughs> obligations. <laughs> I, I am honestly so stressed out about this job. <laughs> well then, Joe. Uh, I think I have to be back in the in the the, the room, the understudy room. Okay. Um, do you want to meet the other understudies? Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because then for my scene, I can set up that we're doing the play. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I was I was thinking we would we've got the button down there. We can listen to. It. You do that. Right, whenever you want. Uh, okay, so I am going to be in the understudy room. Does anyone else want to be an understudy? Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, quiet, quiet, everybody. It's, it's time It's time for the show to start. We need to, it's 8 o'clock, so we're going to, let's focus and let's send our positive energy to to the actors as they walk onto stage for the first time tonight yeah. in the yeah. opening show. Yeah, they're going to be so good. They're going to they be are. so good. It's going to be good. I wish they weren't so good. I wish that they wouldn't kick it down a notch. Get a little yeah. less good. Wait, what? I but just want to be on the stage. I was born to play the role of Morris Twiggs. Wait, no, but we this is what we do. We we take over when it's our time. Yeah. When is it going to be our time? I want it to be my time. Sometimes you got to wait. Mm, I don't like that. I, I have memorized all the, role, the, the lines of Dot... Baudelaire. I have not done that. I have not read the script. You haven't read the script? But I yeah. know that I would be a better Morris Twiggs than that uh, guy. Morris Twiggs? He's the butler? He is the butler. He is the butler. He's... I know. I have a line with you. I go, Morris. Oh, I, I think that I remember him saying, uh, yeah, what? No, he he says, yes, ma'am. Oh, all right. Yeah. Let me try it. Let's run it. <clears throat> you do your line. Morris. Yeah, ma'am. I oh. require five new frocks for to replace my mother's frock. Oh, you need new frocks? What do you need new frocks for? You need to put them on your head? What's a frock? No, no you, you say, yes, Dot, the most important person in the play. You are to be worshipped by me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Most okay. of that is subtext. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. You yeah. do your line. You do your line. Morris! Yeah, what? I need two new frocks, please. What size? Oh, uh, okay, I don't know. Uh, but then, and then Rolf walks in. You know your line, right? Of course I do. But I have all of the frocks. I have laundered them freshly. Oh, jeez. You guys got the frocks? Yeah, it... the, talk to this guy about the frocks. He's got the frocks. Yes, Maurice. How did you get this job? I'm sorry, what job? The understudy job? Um... No, I just I'm just hang, I just hang out here. You just like Morris Twigs. I like the name just, Morris Twigs. You, you know out. why? I like Morris's, my grandpa. I like Twigs, like branches. I don't. I'm we Dax, have, by the way. Dax Flaxman. Pleasure to meet you. No, don't Dax, we have my name is Ariel Ursula Sebastian. That's uh, three first names. Yeah. Are you a presidential assassin? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, me either. What's your name? What's your name, bro? <laughs> Uh, my name's uh, Joe. It's uh, Joe Simmons. Oh, that's a normal guy name. Yeah. Oh, I think they've, they've started. It's the middle of the first scene. I'll press the button to oh, see what's please. going on. Morris, I request five new frocks. In what size, madam? They're doing such a good job. I like this. I like this. Hold on. I'll keep going. The frock salesman's here, madam. I'm sorry. I actually have all the frocks. 
Oh, good. Lay them out on the table so I can see them. I will do whatever you need me to do. I can do whatever you need me to do. That was, you were, you sounded good. Yeah, you I'm sounded like, just like that guy. I've studied for a really long time for this role. Oh, wow. That's Reminds really me of That's uncanny. When I started acting. Uh, d- don't, don't tell me about that. No, I what? want to hear about it. All right, tell us. I started acting. Oh, the way! Good yeah, for you! It was good. I decided I wanted to act, and then so, I started. Oh, that's fantastic. And it was the same show in the same space. That's exactly how I started my carpet business. Yeah? Yep, exactly really? the same way. Is this your carpet here? Nope, sure isn't. Okay. <laughs> Do you have I, any carpet in this building? Uh, nope, I just no? started my business. I was sitting there one day, and I was looking at a carpet, and I was like, now that... I was like, Teresa, look at this carpet. Look, at, This, is, this yeah. is a nice carpet. And she was like, of course it is, Dax! And I said, thank you. And then I started my company. It's called Dax Flaxman's Carpet Man. Oh, I thought you were Flaxman's Carpet. Is that oh. somebody else? That is my brother, okay. Robert. Robert Flaxman. Uh-huh. He is extremely successful with his carpet business. Oh, I it's his ads that we see all the time. He's got the TV ads. Yeah, uh-huh. He's got the subway uh-huh. ads. He's got the bus stop ads. Yeah. Hold on. I think they're getting to my favorite line. Oh, right. I never wanted another person that would talk to me with the regaling innocence of nostalgia past. Nor would you ever have anything else. I'd love you, Dot. Oh, Rolf. I, I must go fight for my liege, the Hitler. The Hitler? He's got a lot of good ideas about modernizing the Weimar economy. Goodbye. I like that part too. There's so much subtext. Why don't you say goodbye like he said goodbye? Do it. Do the thing. Do the thing. Goodbye. Do we sit here the whole play? Oh, yes, yes. Until they call for us. When will that happen? Uh, If someone, say someone slips and they twist their ankle or someone coughs or or someone has a child. Does this happen often? Uh, well, in 40 years, yeah. none. Zero times. But your this role is to like sit <laughs> right there. It sounds like a hearty group. A hearty group of actors. You know? They, uh, I'm, I'm they really are hailed. I'm really cold. I'm really... Does anybody else I'm know? very warm. <laughs> Dax Flaxman? Dax Flaxman. He runs a lot. <laughs> Ariel Ursula Sebastian. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. I love the play. It's already, we, it's already really springtime for Hitler. <laughs> should we do the play? Like, is that what we should do for the next scene? Mm-hmm. Or should we... Mm-hmm. It's up to you. It's your scene. Yeah, we'll be doing the play. Okay, so... We, like a scene of it and then walk off the stage maybe? Yeah, we'll do the last scene place. of the play. Oh, or the last scene before intermission. Yeah. Oh, last scene before intermission. Perfect. Okay, so is this like a, like a romantic scene between Rolf and Dot? Let's see, right before the intermission, it would be a big cliffhanger, right? Yeah. So whatever... Oh, this is the scene when Rolf is going off to the war. <laughs> It's not a war yet. Yeah, great. It's just a, a plan. But Rolf, I, you don't understand. I picked out this frock. It, it was my mother's, Madame Baudelaire's, and I decided to wear it because it represented my love for my country, and I wanted to wear it to the ball, to the gala. This is frivolous. This frock is nothing. Why, you have allegiance to your country. Have you not allegiance? To me. Well, yes, I mean, I have allegiance to you, but I don't like, you know, I don't say it in any sort of pledge or anything. I mean... Perhaps, my love, you should pledge allegiance to Rolf. Are you asking me to marry you? No, 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 not yet. Oh. 
Let's not oh. get ahead of ourselves. I see, I see. You don't, you don't understand, though. I mean, I'd like you to chant a pledge. I don't. A, a chant a pledge. Chant a pledge. Man, uh, Joe, Joe, get up here. Joe. I need another stagehand. We oh. forgot to put this, the frocks in the box. Oh, she has to open the box. Where is the frocks? Okay, they're gonna notice okay, okay. any time now. Oh. So she I got, just give me the frocks. I got. Okay. I'm gonna slide yeah. across the stage, yeah. army style. Um. Okay. You don't understand, Rolf. These frocks belong to my mother. These frocks in the box. Frocks these frocks. I will not stop for any sort of, any sort of man. I think that I believe that, that women should have the right to have thoughts. Frock thoughts. Frocks in the box thoughts. You need to get him in there. Get that's him in there, nonsense. Kid. Throw, throw the frock. The, okay, the actor playing Morris like sees that something's going on and tries to help. And says, Madame, it looks like there's another frock salesman here. Well, <laughs> I stand up in all black clothing, like my black turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, frocksman. Uh, hello, hello, I am the, the frocksman. Uh, hello. What are you? Don't uh, get the frocksman. Uh, why is this frocksman here at this moment? This is oh. an opportune moment for the frocksman. Ye- yes, it's very, uh, it's very opportune. I'm here with all the frocks. My frocks are on sale. Uh, on sale. On sale. Frocks. The best frocks in all the land. Why? I, I, I can't believe it. Uh, let me see those frocks. Here is my plaidest frock. Rolf looks furious. <laughs> this this frock is more of a, a Roman deco, like. Uh, um, Featherstone is frantically going through her script <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like notes and like talking, you know, on, over the headset to Mac and this, to like. Okay, yes, I hear you, Madam Featherstone. Uh, I I can't get him off the stage. I don't know what's happening. Get him out this of one. There. This one glows in the dark. Okay, hold oh, on. That's, got, like, that's just like my mother would wear. Oh, Here, good, good. Put it on me. Half of those are nineteen fifties frocks. This is a thirties play. Well, they're just they were at the bottom of the box usually, but we didn't put the box in. Get them the frock off stage! Well, here you go. I would love to help you put this on. Yes. How much is this frock? frock? This frock is, t- uh, ooh, 20 uh, fra- francs. Oh, my God. What Joe, country Joe, are we in? Joe, drop the frocks and get off the stage. I Here, they are all f- they're all free. Free. Free Run. Look, Run. Run. Throws them in the air and runs off stage. <laughs> God, um, so I will wear this frock. I guess you've got the frock. And you're not going to stop me. I don't know how I would. You've got the frock. Yes, and I'm going to wear it, and I might even show a little bit of shoulder. Fuck you. Oh, no. So that wasn't how the scene's supposed to go. No. It wasn't? What if? Well, yeah, it was a smash This is the rehearsal, right? So, like, but this is the play that is getting reported on, so can they change it? Excellent. All right, Lucia, it's your scene. Big star. Oh, okay. Um, So Gilda is uh, rushing backstage. Um, She's in a bit of a a, a fury over what just happened. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, runs into the director, her cousin, Madame Rochelle Featherstone. Gilda, sweetie, you did so great. Yes, I did so great, didn't I? You, you look upset. Upset about something, tell me. Why wouldn't the frocks in the box that was on stage? 
Uh, that's a very good question, but um, I, I hate to tell you this, darling, but I, I enjoyed the kerfuffle. I enjoyed how we kind of broke some barriers with this new this new direction. Maybe we might be taking the scene in? Taking the scene into the show? Yes, yes. The the raw uh, emotion behind everyone looking for frocks. It just, it just added something that... You don't come from experimental theater. I wouldn't expect you to. No, no. In the theater, we, we practice our lines, and then we do them explicitly the way that we practice them. Honey, like darling, me sweetie, it's art. Let us express ourselves. You look so upset. I thought you'd be happy with these random decisions I've made last I'm night. I am upset. I'm upset because I happen to be a huge fan of the frivolous ado of Madame Baudelaire's frock, told in the original way, as the playwright Bertram Wonderstone intended. Darling, darling, I assure you I'm not changing any of your lines or any of your plot. I'm just going to add the frock salesman in. Yes, I guess that this play could use an additional frock salesman. Yes, I mean, what could go wrong with more frocks for everyone? Yes, and, um, dear cousin, uh, since you want to, you know, uh, fiddle around with the play, how about we get the second frock salesman and perhaps another monologue for me? Of course, darling. Additions to the play are better than subtractions. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you whatever you want. (laughs) Why don't you write it during the intermission? I'll just... Slip it into everyone's script. Uh, I'll give it to Mac to copy off to everyone, and I get to see Mac again. I mean, uh, I'll see you later, and, and bring me that extra page of monologue. A whole page, darling. Wow, you are just so in charge of me. <laughs> this is like real theater. Oh, my God. <laughs> Madame Rochelle Featherstone, it is now your turn for a scene. All right, so we're going to do... Uh, notes, it's going to be notes after the end of the dress rehearsal. Okay. I guess I'm just going to have to make up notes for everyone, I just realized. Yeah, you are. <laughs> How did the play go? <laughs> it actually, it went horribly. Uh, and I know it. Uh, and I am not, because I got brought in as a relief director, Yeah. Uh, I am not letting anyone know that I know that. I just... It's everything's the way it's supposed to be going. And yeah, like maybe there's a producer watching that's trying yeah. to make sure that everything's okay. Yeah. Okay. And, um... Gather round, everyone. Gather round for notes. Everyone, uh, Mr. Lachelle, please. Uh, please join us here. Please. Oh, I have yes, a special chair for you. You can join us. Thank you. On my so, crushed velvet chair. Yes. We, we have got all, bought all of the crushed velvet in all of New York just for you. I need more, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, sir. Uh, Ariel, Dax, we, we stand back here. This is the understudy. Oh, yes. Oh, nice, 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 here. nice. Good here. room. Hey, yeah. um, Mac, Mac, when are you going to bring me my drink that's just um, lemon with honey in it, but nothing else? When are you going to bring me my drink that's just honey with lemon in it? Oh, no. Focus over here, people. I, I really would like to get notes done before we start the play tomorrow. Hmm. So, uh, as everyone uh, knows, the producer, uh, Mr. Irvingston, is, is in the back of the audience. Uh, nobody look at him. Nobody look at him. Thank you for showing up today, Mr. Irvington. Um, uh, uh, and as you also all know, that was a superb per- version of our new production. Thank you. Thank Wait, you. did you say superb perversion? No, no, no. <laughs> version. I'm interested in Darling, that. you're what? so funny. 
Oh. Mac, my clipboard of notes, please. Absolutely. Here you go. Okay. Um, uh, notes. Uh, well, I, I don't have many. Just let him know that we don't have any problems today. Honestly, you took like 20 pages of notes. I think there was actually, it was, it really didn't go that well. Okay, we can talk about it later. Yes, of, oh, yes, we'll talk about it later. <clears throat> Nobody is talking about me yet. Nobody's talking about me yet. Uh, Gilda, Remy, darling, sweetinesses. Um, let's get to uh, Toot de Sweet. Uh, <laughs> My name is first alphabetically. Can you discuss me, please? All right, to shut you up, Remy. Sorry, Remy. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I would like to talk about in the second act, uh, scene four, mm. uh, your trousers were falling down. Try to be more aware of that. That was a choice. I felt that Rolf in that scene would find it important to have his butt out. He was provided with four different belt options, but none of them were crushed velvet, and I think that may have been the problem. And so I felt that Rolf would rather have his butt out than not to be wearing a crushed velvet. A wonderful choice, Remy! <laughs> Why hadn't I thought of it myself? That's what I was asking myself the whole time. All right, I'll just uh, write that down here. Okay. Uh, um, I'll, I'll add that to the script. Yeah, please. Entirely unprofessional. This is not Equus. There are no horse loves in this. No <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. That reminds me of a note. What if we had Daniel Radcliffe in a horse costume, nude? Write that down, too! Absolutely. Great idea. Yeah. We'll see if we can add it to the play by tomorrow's opening. That would be fantastic. Uh, and then, uh, one, the only other thing is, yeah. uh, at one point, I don't even know where, you said R instead of our, but that's something I'm sure you'll never do again. That's not our style. There you go! <laughs> I feel like I did very well, oh, yes, and I can't uh, wait to win my first legitimate Tony. Gilda! I must commend you on your new two-page monologue that you added to the scene. Thank you, thank you very much. I, I... You know, I thought to myself, this could use a one-page monologue, but the two pages you wrote for me are just superb in every way. Uh, Run-on sentences are a great choice, very bold. Thank you, you know, I just thought that why not if I was going to be writing a monologue and sentences that I would want them to perhaps be run-on, but maybe I would keep going with them, and then it would create excellent theater, which I thought would be impervious to any criticisms. And when I'm on the subject, I thought that perhaps I would also continue to be speaking in a monologue sort of fashion. No. Uh, pardon me? Fragments. What about? So, Madame uh, Rochelle Featherstone, I did uh, want to let you know that we did get the part of Bohemian Rhapsody that she straight up plagiarized past uh, the Queen people. So everything is is okay. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, no, so thank you. She can keep. She can say, "Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go" as many times as she wants in the middle of that. As long as she never says, "I'm just a poor boy," it's gonna be fine. Now, what about my addition of "Mamma mia, there I go again"? Can I add that to her monologue? Why not? As we're adding things, why not? That's great. I also wrote a new scene. Um, see me about it after uh, notes are finished and we'll discuss it. Mm. You'll like it a lot. It involves uh, the Greek god Apollo and the cavorting. So we'll talk about it later. I did see it. It requires more crushed velvet than we have right now. And three live horses and one fake one. Remy, we, we are $3,000 over budget for the day. Do you want me to write you a check? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 300000 
so we'll not be yeah, adding bye. that, but I'd like to talk to you about starting a new production later. Uh, Madam Director, you did say you were open to adding things, so I, uh, and then people did hear that, so, um, every member of the crew has written a couple pages, um, that they were hoping you could add, uh, throughout the play, um, many new characters, uh, that, uh, resemble the crew. Well, darling, why don't you give them to me later when we're going through, uh, the furniture loft for new credenzas? Absolutely. Wink. We'll see uh, which members of the crew uh, are are due for an upgrade and which are due for a firing. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. Uh, I just so you know, they are kind of on the verge of uh, picketing anyway. So you might just want to watch out because you've added so many <laughs> picketing. Things. How adorable! Yeah, okay. I'll get around to their pages. I'm sure. Oh okay. yes, the ladies off protest too much. Methinks. Okay. Uh, here's the tea with lemon and lemon with. Tea or honey with... Mine was honey with lemon yes. in it. Yes, you wanted just the plastic honey bear, but with a full lemon just inside. That's good. Exactly uh, right. Here you go is Thank that. Thank you so much. And this then, tastes uh, horrible. Lemon with uh, honey for you is just a physical lemon. Yes. I chopped the top off and... That's how I prefer. Yeah. A note for you in the back, sir. Uh, what, what was your name again? What? what? Uh, the, the second frock salesman. Me? Yes, you. Uh, my, uh, uh, my name's Joe. It's... It's Joe Simmons. Joe, welcome to the cast. You've been added in as the second frock salesman. Oh my now, goodness. You still will be taking the Joe, Joe, Joe. I understand your excitement, but we've got to get through notes. I've been waiting for so long. Alright, Dax Flaxman, I'm Mr. Simmons' agent. I want to make sure that he gets a good cut of this play. Flaxman of, of Flaxman Carpets. No, uh, well, some relation. Summer Nation. We'll talk about it later. I want to make sure he gets at least 50% of the proceeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy's good. Joe, I'm going to need you to keep doing uh, doing the lighting and the uh, understudy things as oh, well. Of course. It's a, good uh, deal. of course. it's a good deal. It's a good deal? Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> but uh, I expect you to be in full costume. Someone will explain that to you. I got uh, it. I got it. You, okay. Uh, tomorrow, uh, show up two hours early before what opening time show Okay. Uh, I mean, I usually show up four hours early. Anyways, I have a lot to do. I'll be here at one. PM. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a lot to, do you want me so my costume is it gonna be like a a, a pro, like period appropriate or do you want I, me to I wear my, He's my got black, period. my prop clothing so that I can There will be a certain amount of crushed velvet. That's ridiculous! Crushed Remy, velvet? Remy. What do I have over crushed velvet? Madam Director, they, it is, uh, it's very tense right now. You might want to... Uh, I've oh, just got all these ideas uh, flowing. Can I have a word with Madam, uh, with Madam Director yeah. in, uh, in the closet? Yes. Oh, um, I'll take care of the rest of the cast. All right. Notes are Thank over. You. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I'll email the rest of the 19 pages to you later. They don't read email, but I will terrible. Make sure you read them. Yes, uh, uh, Gilda. Rochelle, I got you this job because I thought you could keep it cool. But you are letting your cast and crew run amok. They're taking advantage of you. You have lost control. A director controls the cast, except for the staff. Gilda, can I be honest with you? Yes. I haven't been honest with anyone, but... What? I feel like this play has been out of my control since day one. Day one for me, which was day, uh, month 14 for you guys. Yes. I 
actually just watching it all burn now. What? Is that some sort of performance art to you, to watch us burn? Watch my career as Tilda Goy Schmockhart or whatever? They still haven't changed that in the playbill. Darling, I did that for a reason. I want to watch it burn with you. What? Let's just get out of here. Let's see what happens when we let art happen without us in it, but with our names attached. I mean, that would be... partially your name. It would be a smash... I mean, sensation that would be talked about? I think that... Whatever happens next in our careers will be launched from this. Good, bad, but I'm willing to roll the dice. Darling, are you willing to roll the dice with me? I don't know how I feel much about dice. I quite hate dice. If you don't feel better about this by intermission tomorrow, I'll shut the play down. Deal? Shut the play down, but then I would be free to work on... Anything you wanted, and it would all be on me could be Othello. <laughs> you could be Equus. <laughs> I could be Equus. And you could be free to do your little, I don't know, skits. I want to do another play about frocks, honestly. <laughs> All right, it's what the people want. The Frock and the Dangerous is a great script that's been going around. Oh, yes, I did that one in college. It's very good. Darling, I could see you as Mario. It's me? Mario? Mario Foxworth. So, if the play just happened to be, you know, shut down in a blazing glory, then, you know... We could work on whatever. Deal? Deal. Cassine. Um, so let's, I think you and I, we're going to have an after party for the dress rehearsal. Okay. Tonight. Um, and Mac and uh, Joe okay. are hanging out at the bar. Um, and we're real excited about you finally getting into the play. Um, uh, we're at the high-end nightclub called Knoll. Knoll. Uh, Dax, could I go back and see Joe, please? Yeah, you got it. You cleared. Thank you. She's good. Uh, Mac! Mac! Hey, what can I get you? Uh, what, uh, what, do you what do you mean? Um, well, I mean, I work here because I... Understudy doesn't pay very well. Oh, so. okay, gotcha. So you still do you, do you want something? Yeah, I'll have a makers and lemonade. Makers and lemonade, please. Uh, okay. Oh wow, it's just it's already. Uh, How did that? Thank you. Um, this job got easier somehow. Yeah, man. Huh. You've been fired. I'm sorry. Oh wait, continue what? on the conversation. <laughs> I I don't have this job anymore, so you sh- you can ask the wait staff what you want. I guess from now on. Okay, great. Well, how's it going, man? So congratulations on getting the job of second oh, that's Froxman. Right. It's so good, second Froxman. Yeah. It's really that's a dream come true. Yeah, I know. Um, I have I have this whole idea for how I want to do it, and I've got like this. Uh, you know, this whole backstory prepared, if we want to go into it. You know, he's got a, had a rough childhood, um, and, uh, you know, he saw some things on the, in the Alps. Yeah. He went to the Alps. Sure, I mean, right now you've only got that one scene, uh, though. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I feel like I can really do it, and if I can do that scene, then maybe they'll give me a bigger scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. No, I've got. This is gonna be really, really good. Now I've noticed that you ha- are like you're you're dressing a lot like Remy right now. You're wearing several scarves. Yeah, that's how that's how Remy dresses. So yeah. I thought, thought that is that what you're supposed to do? I mean, <laughs> it's it's good. It's really good. Yeah, you I'm, feel I'm liking it. I feel good. It. It's uh, the yeah. 
I don't know what it is, but yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's the stage, the feeling of being on the stage. The sta- yeah, yeah, on the stage instead of under it mm-hmm. or above it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were those shows where you, you had me like on ropes and I just had to fly around. Well, I was trying, you know, I, I've been trying to get you <laughs> as close to the stage as possible. Yeah. Since, you know, when we were, we, were, we were younger and we were both in that theater training group, um, uh-huh. you had been an actor already for like 15 years, but we were right. there and we, we, we vowed that we would both... Uh, try to get each other on the stage, and I, I gave up acting immediately because neither of us got any jobs acting. No. But you no. didn't give up acting, even though we've both been acting. About Never give up the same, being none. Right. Um, but I'm doing other jobs. Yeah, I'm just. I'm and still you're just kind of I chasing just, a dream. I waited for opportunity, and it knocked yesterday. I sure did. Yeah. So um, now I did read this, the the pages that you sent over. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Everybody sent over a lot of pages, but I did yeah. read yours, and uh-huh. it looks like you've kind of changed the plot of the play to mostly be it's called the Second Froxman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, my my big my big thing is that I feel like, and this might be a problem for you yeah. in particular, but uh, can we just put the whole play on ice? Oh, okay. Because. I, I mean, I spent a lot of time in the Alps, and I... Yeah. That's where my backstory comes from. And I learned to ice skate, and so I could ice skate all around the stage. I could be the, the skating froxman. The skating The icy frox. froxman. Interesting. I did notice that also, in addition to the ice that you added, that there are some parts that aren't on ice that are there's a lot of carpet involved. Oh, um, yeah, And there's, yeah. like, literally a commercial for carpet in the middle of the play. I yeah. really like the play. I like the new <laughs> draft. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, This well, guy's This guy's really... I mean, he's given me a really good deal on the carpet in my... Uh, you my already studio got, apartment. You got already carpet for the play. Yep. Yeah, I okay. didn't. I did not charge him double, so that no. was a good deal. Okay. But I mean, for the play, we probably will because he's doing me a huge favor. Uh, right it's gonna. Now. It's okay, gonna but, be retail. I mean, don't, don't count your uh, chickens though. But they're playing the second. You want me to count your chickens? I'll count all Do your I chickens. get chickens too? Oh, this okay, is really good. I'm just worried that you're, you're you're investing a lot in scarves and in yeah. carpets and in ice. I have like a whole you need order a scarf of guy, Mac. You need a scarf guy. No, I'm okay. I got a cousin. Wax Waxman. Yeah. He knows a guy named named uh, Dave. He's got tons of scarves. Actually, you... I think I know Dave. Does he work at the bodega down the street? He works at the bodega. Oh. Yeah. That's a clever name. I never know. I thought it was a mistake, but bodega. No, it was a mistake, and that's his name was originally Francis. He changed it to Dave because they accidentally wrote bodega. <laughs> And he thought that would be really funny. And he, I mean, he was wrong. It's not that great of a pun. It's not amazing, but no. that's, you know what? Honestly, that's good information. I'll just write that because we sometimes we need scarves for the play. Sure, sure. Okay, I'm just saying, like, don't get too ahead of yourself, man. Because, like, if you start, if you lose everything you have in pursuit of this weird second Fraxman play, I would be worried for you. You'd be worried, but I think I think it's all happening. I think I think this is the moment when my dreams come true, Mac. I don't think. Anything's gonna stop me now. Okay. I think I have to. I think I need to have a chat with uh, with the director. Okay. Directly. Directly. So <laughs> it is is currently one oh five. Mm-hmm. Same party. Oh, oh, oh next should we day. do it at the party or the next day? Do we still want to do the party? Let's, let's, we can move time. Alright, next day. It's uh one PM. Mm-hmm. Uh Dax shows up. Yeah, right. I just show up. Checks the whole place out. I come in at one oh five. Um, I have a, a very large beret on now, well, <laughs> well oversized, mm-hmm. and it has one huge peacock feather on one side, mm-hmm. and like this, 
medallion on the other. Ooh. So, and I'm feeling good. Um, and I walk directly in to go see uh, Madame Featherstone, the director. Madame Featherstone? Joseph, darling, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you. I'm so, so happy to be here today. <laughs> um, I We went to the cast party. We had a lot of great thoughts. And I wanted to see about making some, uh, you know, changes in the play to make it a little bit more, you know, frock friendly. <laughs> well, we have added your lines in. Here, here, here are your pages. All right, it's, it's great. It's very not as many as Joe was hoping. <laughs> oh, no. I, um, I mean, I could... Uh, I could work with this. I got. I guess I have a lot of other stuff to do too. So this is. Um, should we can't. Well, and and uh, also need... I wanted to note if you see on those pages, um, Remy does have it in his uh, in his rider that he's uh, he is entitled to all of the crushed velvet. So um, we... your costume is not that far off from the black turtleneck you were wearing yesterday. Uh, but I. Uh, I bought a whole crushed velvet suit for myself. Does that, I well, uh, that? I would advise you not to bring it into the building, because uh, it would legally be Remy's after that. Oh. Um, alright, I'm... Oh, shoot. He's not here yet, right? So, he's not okay, here. I, I will go... Is that what that duffel bag is? Yes, yes. No, I mean, no. Do not no, throw crushed not. velvet we'll in a duffel bag. Yeah, 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 right. Dex, get this out of here. Go, 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 go! So, okay, so, the, I mean, uh, I, I like these lines. I'll read through them. I'll make sure I have them all memorized. Um, there's the musical numbers out. Yes, no musical. There's, I don't know why you added a musical number. This isn't a musical. How, you know this. But you've seen, like, all the Disney on Ice things, right? And by the whole, I gave you that proposal to make the whole thing on ice. That wasn't and a I joke. Wanna... No. Oh, no. Uh, I, we had a good laugh at your expense. Um, but... <laughs> If somebody emails you a YouTube video later, don't click on it. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I understand. I guess. I, I, I would just uh, one last thing before, uh, before I go back to all the, the. I have a lot to get done today before opening night. Yeah, me, me too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can I hear the voice you're using? The voice. Speak at full voice and, and project your first line. The, um, <clears throat> I have the frocks. The frocks you wanted. I guess that'll do. That, that's, uh, is that good? It'll have to be. Okay. Uh, perfect. That's. Um, I'll just. I'll, I'll take this. I'll, I'll study. I'll study in between all the cleaning I have to do and everything else to get the show ready. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be really, really good. Well, Joseph, um, I'll talk to you after the show tonight. Yeah. Um, um, please don't bother me again. If you have any problems, talk to Max. You still want me to be the understudy for for Rolf? Is that sure? Why not? Somebody's got to do it. Oh, she's off now. Oh, how did the meeting go, Joe? Um, it it went really well. He's uh, uh the Madame said I could do say, yeah. um yeah I have uh I have three pages in the lines and uh said no on the ice but I uh, I can do it on roller skates. Which I'm pretty good at, so um, you you just don't yeah uh huh yep I've got the whole thing laid out Um, we've got the lines and I'm just gonna go study them right now. You have this look in your eye. What? Like you have a plan. I I do. I have a plan to uh, to theate. Listen, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. If you need any help at all. No, no, I've got this under control, Mac. Don't don't you worry. Because I can. I'm pretty much in charge of everything that happens and I'm here for you right but these these three pages I've I've got I've got I've got them down okay I mean I appreciate your your help okay goodbye goodbye
Uh, I have a clarifying question for before I make up my scene. Yeah. Is the second Froxman a play that you've written that is a version of this with you as a lead? I think that was the impression that I got at first. Well, I don't. I think he wrote additional scenes for the play. Okay. I imagine it being like a play's worth of. It was about a play's yeah. worth. Of. And it was filled with music. And the icy Froxman. Yeah. The icy voice. Um, okay. For my scene, I'm in my dressing room. Okay. Me is, and Joe comes by. Yeah. He's my understudy. Mm-hmm. And I have some things that I'm going to be saying to show, to Joe. Okay. Also, I'm dressed exactly the same as him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. I'm excited. Okay. Joe, come in. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Remy, what can I do for you? Shut the door, Joseph. Um, all right. Cigarettes? What? Would you like a cigarette? Uh, oh, there's no, I mean, there's no smoking in here because I would have to clean all the air filters. You passed the test. Cigarettes are gross. Oh, Cigar. I passed the test. Pipe. Sure. I do have a pipe. Okay. We're not going to smoke it in here. Okay. All right. See, Joseph. No, the air air filters. You're right. Air filters. um, I read your pages. Did wait? What? I read them. You read the second Froxman? I did. I read the second Froxman. What did you think? It was beautiful, right? I have a proposition. Oh really? What if I were the second Froxman? Wait. What? You can be Rolf. I don't care. The second Froxman is the best dialogue I've ever written. I read it, and I immediately connected with the role. The way that you say, I would like to have those frocks uh, in a bag so that I can sell them, please, is just tremendous. <laughs> truly, truly tremendous. I, I, I've never... Sh- wow. Joseph. Okay, God. Just keep, just keep talking. Go ahead. I have never read a role that spoke to me more. And I've been Hamlet. I've been Stella in A Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> I've been Timon and I've been Pumbaa. And I have never, ever connected with a role like this. Do you know of my professional past? Uh, I mean, I've read parts of your bio. They're, they're right there on the wall. You keep Yes, I do have my manuscript right. on the wall. Yeah. I appreciate you reading it. I don't have anything else to do during the show, so I just That's the way we like hang to keep out it. in your dressing room. When I was a boy, I was on a program called Baboons in the Mist. It was a nature program. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought that would be the pinnacle of my career. Really? Yes. I did not have a lot of foresight as a child. <laughs> did have a lot of baboons, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> How many baboons were in that show? There were six. Six? Their names were, were Frederick, Lionel... The Man, Squeegee, Francisco, and Tom. Tom! They were... I remember Tom from the ads. Tom was the face, for sure. He... Tom loved the spotlight. If only he was still with us. Oh. And not in Hollywood. Oh, I... I thought you meant he passed on. He passed on to a life of sitcomery. Anyway... My point is, I would really like to play the second Froxman. Well then, I, as as long as Madame Featherstone says it's okay, I mean... I am the star of this play! Uh, I am second build! I am allowed to make whatever decisions I want. Well, okay then. Okay, I mean... I'll talk to Madame Featherstone. I, I, this is a very autobiographical piece, and I, it speaks really deeply to my childhood and... You had a childhood. I yeah. Mm. 
I was not so sure about that. All right. <laughs> so will you please be Rolf? You'll be photographed wearing Nazi outfits a lot. I hope that's not a problem. All right, I'll do it because then I can be, I can be Rolf. Fantastic. Let me have a word with Madame Featherstone. Yeah. So, uh, Gilda, is that one of the um, restaurants where all the theater types go? That's um, off Broadway, where there's a lot of the theater gossip. And she is uh, sitting and uh, having a martini in the daytime next to um, one of uh, theater's biggest uh, gossip columnists and reporters. Okay. Um, Rathpart Grample. Rathpart Grample, played by? Played by Angela. Okay, great. <laughs> Would that be all for you, ladies? Uh, yes. Thank you, Jonathan. Oh, you're very welcome. Enjoy. That guy is trying so hard to be cast in something, am I right? Absolutely. It's never gonna happen. Yeah. Well, how's it going? It's opening day, your first time as the lead, so close to the Broadway street. Yes, yes. Frivolous ado of Madame Merlin's Rock. It's mm-hmm. the talk of the town. Thank you, thank you. You've heard talk? Yes, everyone at Variety Broadway News is like, what's going on with that? We should send somebody. And that's why I'm here. Oh, that's fabulous, fabulous. I've loved your work, the way you reported Cats and Hamilton and, yeah. you know, all of Nobody that. saw that coming. Cats no. and Hamilton in the same theater at the same time. I mean, it was obvious now that we think about it. Uh, so, what about your play? Any rapping cats? Oh, not this time. Not this time. I mean, Lord knows that's how that the director would have wanted, but, um... What does that mean? Well, I, I mean, know that she's taken a lot of liberties with this long-loved play. Yes, yes. It's, it's basically the Scottish play of frock plays. People, everybody says that. Everybody. Yeah. Martinis, martinis, here you go. And, I'm sorry, if I may, memories all alone in the moonlight. Anyway, think about it. Think about it. Thank you. Jonathan. Rathbard. Still tries to be relevant even after working here for 40 years. (laughs) He's the best rapping cat over 60 I've ever seen. You've said it. <laughs> yes, um, I just think that the uh, can this be off the the record? Never. Go on. Well, <laughs> that director, I don't know. She, I don't even know how she got the role. I mean, got the uh, job, but she just um wants to, you know, make this very you know uh, experimental sort of play with frivolous ado. That's ridiculous. So much more ado than the author intended. Yeah, the and author Bertram Wonderstone would never have wanted experiments. That man was known for being the most vanilla mother effer in the world. It's true, it's true. So, but I mean, so maybe it's just not the right setup, you know? And so, I mean, I was excited for the role, but you know, maybe something will happen. Maybe the show won't go on you know you're saying you don't want the show to go on does uh, this have anything to do with remy changing roles change changing roles yes didn't you hear remy is now playing the part of the second frogsman and this man joe simmons is the new rolf Wiedersehen, affectionate nazi lover what but there's 10 kisses 
few scenes with that part. Don't yeah. want to kiss Joe Simmons. I mean... He sits in the refrigeration room. It's probably refreshing. Oh, but... But so, but why would, why would uh, Remy just be a second Froxman there in the play first? A little bit. This is a this is a scoop. Remy is is getting a, a smaller role. Is that what you're saying? Does he get kicked out? Did he have uh, a scandal? Tell me everything. Speculate wildly. I don't. I'm tweeting. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know, but I think that this play might be the the biggest meltdown since since Cats versus Hamilton. <laughs> Cats versus Hamilton. Enter the dark. Yeah. It was so ill-conceived. <laughs> the biggest meltdown. Well, um, thanks for the scoop, Gilda. What are you going to do? Or Tilda, sorry. Is it Tilda now? It's Gilda. Gilda Roy Lockhart. Oh. What, are you, what is your plan? I'm just going to move on to better and brighter things. Perhaps with more frocks. Even more frocks than the second Froxman? The script is full of frocks. Wait, the, the second Froxman? You yeah. mean the frivolous ado of Madame Baudelaire's frock? No, not anymore. They changed it to the second Froxman. The frivolous ado bit is just the subtitle now. And then there's a sub-subtitle called On Ice. But then on there's a sub-sub-subtitle called Not Literally. What? Not Literally? Good, I'm terribly afraid of ice. Had an incident as a child, but anyway, in the ice Alps. water, ma'am. In the Alps. Oh God! We know, we know about your your dark past in the Alps as a child actress, right? Yes, me and my cousin, Madame Rachel. But never mind. Hmm. <laughs> You're just saying a bunch of stuff under your breath now. I've got to go. I've got to be at the theater. Good, good thing it's basically the same building as this bar. Good luck. I run up, Tilda. Oh. See, the reason her accent changed is because it was fake time <laughs> yo what but like in character it was it was a fake accent yeah That's what <laughs> yeah yeah because she's a phony yeah she's a phony she's like she's a rita skeeter she's of, phony <laughs> i wanted to do a flashback <laughs> can we do a flashback either to a traumatic event yeah ice? that's what i was thinking of like that sounds great all right so we're kids in the alps <laughs> everybody's always in the what play should we be doing on ice the importance of being earnest? Yes. Production of the importance of being earnest to start on ice. On ice. Did you see that fish peeking up earlier on the ice? This whole theater's been built on a lake. All right, kids. Ten minutes to curtain. I'm so excited to go play the, the play. Yeah, you're doing good as Ernest. Thank you so much. It's me, Remy. We're former child actors. <laughs> good job, Remy. Thank you. He's so cute. He's a little bit uh, needy for me. What? Oh, oh no, the, the ice is cracking over there. Oh no. Oh no, Remy's going to die. I better. Oh gee. Here, grab my hand. Thank yeah, you so much. We... <laughs> and then the, uh, like, as 
<laughs> As Gilda's reaching for uh, Rochelle's hand, Remy jumps and Gilda falls in. Oh. And there's big, uh, much ado <laughs> about falling. And uh, and uh, the director Bob Barker uh, is just like easily just pulls her out. You're safe. You're safe now, Gilda. Listen, remember this. The director is always the one to save the actors' lives. The on the stage and off and on ice and also figuratively. The director saves the actors? Are you sure, Bob? It's the most important part of the play. Without the director, there is no play. And without the play, there is no life. And those words are just echoing. Like, <laughs> no director, no life. Life, life, life. <laughs> That's the end of the first half, you guys. Right. Oh, boy. We're going to do the tilt table. So we're going to do the tilt table, and then we'll be right back. All right, we are back from the break. We had the tilt table happen, and that adds two elements to the second half. The first one is failure. Fear leads to a fateful decision, which I wrote like falafel. So that either way is fine, you guys. (laughs) Falafel decision. One of the two. And then guilt, a visit from the authorities. Authorities. Can we all do a Cartman impression for that entire thing? I'm getting a no from Kevin. (laughs) So, uh, and Rich had a scene that he wanted to start for the second half. Okay. We we just had, we sat down for the play to begin right before Mm -hmm. the break. Okay. So, Joe. Yep. On cloud nine, now unhappy. Yeah. Has gone to see Mac, who said that Mac could help with Anything. Yes. And Joe has some ideas. Okay, great. Okay. Mac, Mac. Yeah, Joe, uh, step into my office. What? Oh, okay, sure, yeah, that's fine. It's probably better than the understudy room. It's the second refrigeration chamber. Yeah, that's good. I need that. Yeah, it's actually much colder. That's perfect. Wait, what? But I got some (laughs) furniture from the furniture loft. Uh, I get to spend some time in the furniture loft. It's not, never mind, never mind, never mind. That's okay. I can't talk about it. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any furniture. Is there an extra up there? Can I hang out up there? No. Never. Okay. Never. Okay, what can I help you with? I just stand around. Um, you look unhappy. You look disheveled. You, okay. You, I just... Your, your scarf is askew. Your giant beret is askew. Okay, yeah. And that's all I'm wearing because um, I have underwear on, of course. But oh, Always. Uh, <laughs> so here's the deal is that uh, Madame Director... Um, didn't like my play very much. Yeah. Like I wrote the whole second you, Froxman. I warned you about it's, that, yeah. It's a whole two hour musical on ice. And um, she didn't like it and gave me like four lines. Yeah. And it was going to just go back to being sad again. But then Remy, I mean, he, uh, he decided that he wanted that part. Like he read my script and wanted it. Your Froxman part? But that's so autobiographical. I know, but it, it just, it seems like... He's got the pull to make it happen, and I don't, and so I um, I have the Rolf. So you let him do it? Well, he's like, I could have the Rolf part, but what I didn't know is that he started rewriting it, and the Rolf part, it's so small now. Yeah. There were going to be like 10 serious makeout scenes. Yeah, no, I know you were and, very excited about that. And now, Mostly because you've been practicing your stage kissing for so many years. Uh, yeah, there's the... Uh, <laughs> it's a big part of it. Down in the understudy room. He's gotten real good at it. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Dax. I just walked by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you too. You've gotten good at it. 
Oh, I thought we were talking about the band. Oh. <laughs> I was going to jump into a, a treatise on Bono. Okay, okay. We're okay, having, we're, so we're by, having a conversation. Here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, I, um, I have my dream, and my dream is terrible. And um, I don't know what to do. Well, no. I'm lost. No, but you're my alone? friend. Listen, you are my best friend. I have a lot of connections to this play, but keeping you happy is the reason that I joined this play instead of going to something different where you wouldn't have been an understudy. I wanted to be right. here to help you as much as I could. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So what can I, I... I remember my loyalty to you. What can I do to help? Can we... I don't know. What, what does an understudy have? What can I do? What kind of power... I have all kinds of power. Listen, Madame Rochelle Featherstone, the director, she's amazing in a lot of ways that I can't describe to you. But she's, I think, kind of tanking this production. And that's good for the actors and it's good for the directors because it's a big deal and the press is amazing, but you know who they're going to blame for that. Who? You know who? Me. It's me. Wait, what? They're going to blame you for that? technical staff. It's like, it should all go smoothly except for the technical staff. Wait. And so I'm worried about getting a new job. I'm ready to help. No matter what happens with this play, I'm going to be in the same position that I worked on a canceled production. So what can I... Listen, if you... You said that, that... that the new scripts gives all the kissing scenes to the second Frogsman? Yeah, yeah, they're all gone. I don't have them anymore. Okay, but Remy has them, right? Uh Is there still the scene where Dot slaps Remy, or slaps her romantic interest because she's upset about the third Frog issues? Yeah, yeah, that's still in there. And it's once, once he comes back from... Central Germany? Yeah. Yeah, it's from scary. That's a scary scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I happen to know that we could switch out Gilda's gloves with some that have claws on them. and then What? And then uh, and then Remy would be unable to do the part. You'd be uh, you'd be the next man in line. And then you could oh my gosh. the lead. And then I could be the second Froxman? You could be the second Froxman again. Okay. And Rolf, presumably. You could play both roles. But you remember uh, Cats versus Hamilton, right? The whole thing happened, and then there were riots in the streets. Yeah, but I don't know that we have as much of a cultural moment as Hamilton is, you know? The Cats versus Hamilton? Well, okay, that's a fair point. So what are you worried about? I'm worried about (laughs) rioting in the streets if we make this happen. I think not only will we destroy the career of this Remy person. Listen, I'm doing this to help you. Do you want it or not? Oh, well, absolutely. Okay, well, let's, let's do, do this. <laughs> absolutely. Good plan. We're going to jump ahead maybe like a half hour Great. to slap practice. <laughs> slap practice. Between uh, Remy and, Do- and Gilda. Great. All right, Gilda. Uh, Madam uh, Lockhart, here are your new gloves. Uh, as you requested, they don't go all the way up to the shoulder, only like 90%. So you show a little shoulder there. Thank you very much. Oh, that's good shoulder work. Does anybody have any of the... Petroleum jelly, so I can get these up my arms. I do. Oh, thank you. There Just you lather me a little bit. Yes, of course. Pull these up. Yeah, they're made of vinyl. Uh, as I said, the, the we got which a lot records? Of them. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody laugh. <laughs> you're the star. Uh, sorry, Gilda, you're the star. Also, thank I'm the you. second star. I, I am sorry to tell you, Gilda, that we were unable to change the programs uh, to have your name, but we were able to legally change your name, if you're interested, to Tilda Bloy Dockhart, if that's 
It's not even what it said in the program. No. Well, we were able to change it to Tilda Floyd Dockhart. I'm not interested in that at all. Okay. I might be. Okay. Can you bookmark that page Absolutely. for me? Absolutely. I'll over Send it, it to my hot mails account. Program to include all the new uh, the changes in the cast and stuff, but we just like didn't change your name. It's just like you're the girl in the play. You know, people know what your name is. I get it. Yeah. The the fans obviously know my name, but what about all the pre fans? All of the potentials that they're not going to be able to look me up. They're not going to be able to follow me on Snapchat. She has an amazing Snapchat presence. I do. I'm Snapchatting right now. Oh, hello. Make me a goat. <laughs> Have you considered changing your Snapchat name to Tilda? Boy. I'm just saying, like, I understand you're very exciting, but you're no... Kristen Chenoweth? Kristen Chenoweth. You're no Kristen Chenoweth. Of course I'm no Kristen Chenoweth because I'm not an annoying little... She's got talent. <sighs> and talons, apparently. Well, listen, uh, you just finish this practice and I'll see what I can do. Yes, be gone, peon. That's my new thing. Gilda, before we get into slap practice, can we have a customary pre-slap practice chat-up? Oh, yes, it seems like every time you talk it makes me want to pre-slap you. <laughs> Marvelous. Every time you talk, I regret going to save you from the ice. He just stared in the middle distance for a second in soundtrack. I didn't hear what you said. Um, Let's just say that I'm glad that we don't have any more kissing scenes. Well, just... I have news. I've rewritten the play such that the character of Rolf now plays the narrative role of the second Froxman. And the second Froxman uh, carries the narrative role of Rolf. <laughs> and then she slaps him across the face. <laughs> and the claws... Rip his cheeks open. Oh, <laughs> oh dear! Oh my, my god. lovely left cheek! Oh my god, this is the Phantom of the Opera all over again! Get me half a mask! Uh, your assistant, uh, show show Laremi. Yes, sir! Half a mask! Yes, sir! Stop talking and do it! Yes, sir! That's strike three. You're fired after you get me this mask. Absolutely. Yikes. But I, I didn't mean to. I mean, I wanted to... You ruined me. Him. You I... ruined me. You saved me from the ice only to string me along for 30 years such that you could then ruin me on the night where I arbitrarily changed some names on a play just to fuck with Joe. <laughs> And now my career is over. It's Jova. Now Joe's career is on the up and up. He's ascendant. And the more I talk, the more I bleed. Where's my half mask? <laughs> and the paramedics just pull you out. <laughs> well, I guess the, even though the show won't go on, the show must go on. <laughs> okay. It's just, uh, that, did not, that did not go <laughs> not well, go well for, you. for you. All right, all right, Gilda. Gilda kind of keeps what just happened hushed, and everything went on as normal to get ready for opening night. Yes. And the director does not know that you don't know. I'm in the audience. Yeah, so the show is just going to start. It was the year 1931. 
and Madame Baudelaire had expired, but her frock was still green as the spring veld. I did you hear that Madame Baudelaire expired? Madame Baudelaire from down the line? Yeah, I wonder what they're gonna do with her frock. <laughs> I've heard she owns many a frock, but that green one? Talk of the town! I think it could start or end a war. I very wholeheartedly agree with you. I love her frocks. <laughs> Get out of here, old Tom. Oh, blimey. I wonder what's going on in that house right now. And so we enter the house. I am the narrator. <laughs> and into the house, the house... Oh, gosh, this is hard. Vox the Froxman. <laughs> Madam, uh, the Frox salesman is here. <laughs> I am the first Froxman. Perhaps you'll take a look at my wares. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, uh, Butler, uh, what was your name again? My name is Morris, Madam. <gasps> Internal monologue. I'm starting to forget all my lines. Oh my god, is it just because I just committed a violent act of violence? Perhaps a frock, madam? Uh, yes, a frock. I'm quite despondent now that my mother has expired. God, I don't know about that. Why don't you just buy a frock then? Let me peruse your frocks. I got one frock. It's gold, but it's made of wool. This simply will not do. I guess I'll away, and hopefully you'll find somebody who meets your needs better. Bye! Who would ever meet my needs? I'm just a lonely, lonely bachelorette. And then, from across the horizon... Oh my god, this is really hard. Uh, You're doing a great job, Joe. Thanks, thanks, Mac. And then there was the second frogsman. Madam... A second Froxman has arrived. Remember to do your Froxman voice. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Th- thank you, Morris. Thank you. Um, and she opens the door. Um, Hello. I got some frocks. Do, do you need any frocks? I got frocks for days. Mama Mia, let me go. Let me go. <laughs> Man has just walked into my life, and I think that, I think that I want to marry him. Oh, that's good. That's because I also have two pairs of roller skates. What are you, what is he doing? Ro- roller skates? Yes. What it's, are you going to do with those roller skates? It's the, it's the wedding scene. It's the, it's the musical skate wedding. Oh, yes. Uh, let me just... Okay. And and now and pick your favorite frock because all my frocks are free. I'll pick my, my favorite frock because all his frocks are free. She'll pick all her favorite frocks because all her frocks are free. It's a free frock. It's a free frock. It's a free frock kind of day. It's a free falling free wheeling free range free but frock it's day. Oh, it's so beautiful. Great first act, you guys. Get backstage. Come on. Okay, cool. Well, that was the first half. All right. They added skates. The first half. The first half.
Uh, so <laughs> what's going on, Madam Director? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, Bethesda can be more pleased <laughs> with all these additions that she didn't know about. Uh, I mean, the fact that uh, Joe is playing two characters now. Um, I like that. Ralph is also the narrator. Yep. <laughs> so that was the, the whole just nothing but the narrator for the second yeah. proxima. No. Yep. Um, oh, that's right. Okay, I messed up. Jesus. So okay, so she runs back during the intermission. Yeah. To Mac actually, yeah. and it's just like very excited. Uh, Mac, what's going on? This is wonderful. Oh, Madam Director. I mean, awful, awful. These horrible things are happening. Who's making all these decisions? Uh, you know, I just, I, I, it's off the rails. What happened to Remy? Frankly. Where did Remy go? Oh, You just hear, like, fluttering somewhere in the back. Uh, LeShow, he couldn't go on, so LeShow had to go on without LeShow going on. Because he had a horrible, I mean, fear really, it led to a kind of fateful decision, and it just, um, he's just not able to play the role. So. Well, I love it. It's going wonderf- okay. wonderfully, horribly. So you like the fact that everything is going uh, against your direction. Well, I mean, uh, the audience seems to be liking it. They uh, do. Um, they're laughing quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the musical part? You like that it's a musical now? Um, I could have done without the acapella group. Uh, doing just the background music for all the vocals. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's just all vocals. Um, uh, tell the beatboxer to keep it down, and I'm ready for the second act to begin. Uh, and then she goes out and is uh, immediately pestered by the producers, like everyone who wasn't sitting in it and stuff. Okay, um, what's going on? This is, not really <laughs> this is going exactly as planned. Are you, are you not happy with this? What? I don't know if that's a good play. I don't really know how plays go, but this doesn't seem like a play. Trust me, trust me. At the end, uh, once you see the reviews, you'll be nothing but happy. Oh, Oh, the lights are flickering. Time to go back to your seats, gentlemen. I say go back to your seats. Yeah, like the roller skates. Alright, it's now Mac's scene. Okay, Mac is backstage. Mac stage. Mac stage, sorry, apologies. Thank you. Okay, so we have a visit from the authorities on here. Mm-hmm. So I think the uh, Tony Award Committee is visiting. So uh, the Tony Award Committee, who are... Um, is there no higher authority? Uh, <laughs> no, there's no higher authority. So if you could play Lin-Manuel Tony, uh, gender to your discretion, um, uh, Lucia, and then um, if... Kevin, you could play um, uh, some some other member. Of Andrew Lloyd Tony. Andrew Lloyd Tony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to change your last name when you're in the tunnel. Um, and you're you're um, coming back and you're interviewing. You're like wanted to ask Mac a few questions because you're considering the play for Tony submission, but you need to know like. I guess, details of who's putting it together or something like that. Okay, getting everything together, remembering that my lover is the the director, getting my furniture together. Who's in charge back here? Oh, uh, hello. Yes, that would be me. I'm Macbeth. I mean, sorry, uh, the Scottish... I mean, I'm uh, uh, Miss... You can call me Cruz. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm I'm Angela Tony. This is... I'm Lin-Manuel Tony. Yeah, no, I... uh, I know who you are. Uh, welcome uh, backstage. Uh, this is uh, I'm the stage uh, manager here. 
Oh, well, I wouldn't say you're managing. Oh, well, no. Uh, we came back to find out more information about this is this guy that's playing the, the two lead roles. Oh, yeah. sure. Uh, Joe Simmons? Joe Simmons. Joe Simmons. That Write that down. Like Joe Simmons. Joe Simmons. You, so you're enjoying like the play? We're enjoying Joe Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I'm glad that you're enjoying the play. I mean, it's. are you fans of uh, Frivolous Ado? Not really. Nah. It's, it's just a play. Played oh. out. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Joe, he's, like, like I can picture him, like, the biggest thing since... Yeah, since, uh, I don't know, hmm? Cats versus Hamilton, maybe? Maybe. Uh, that was pretty big, though. Yeah. Um, I, 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 he can sing, he can act... And, and he can skate. He can skate. I mean, that's the that's the new triple threat. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, uh, you should. I mean, uh, I'm I'm a good friend of Joe. I'm, I'm really I'm helping him do his work. So if you're enjoying his work, I hope you're enjoying like the whole play and you know recommendations for other members of the of the staff uh, to the Tony committee. If you want any more information about me or other people or um... nah. <laughs> Oh, okay. I mean, it's all—it's really an ensemble effort. I think Joe would say that. Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Could you give us any more information about Joe? Um, you know, places he likes to hang out, maybe? I can give you information about Joe. Who are you? I'm the Phantom of the Frockra. <laughs> Joe Who are, is a shh. Joe Simmons. He's a monster. You don't want to award him with any awards. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, is this is this real? I don't I don't know what's going on. He oh, has sorry, a we, have, we, have, we have a class two phantom situation. Uh, Tony committee. So if you wouldn't mind, I need to I need to get control. He hasn't him. earned the awards. You gotta, you gotta bust this situation. No, I I'm gonna bust it. I'm gonna I gotta bust it. Taken care of. Uh, right. I apologize. Uh, oh god, he left. Uh, okay, um, oh, I hate it when we have a phantom. It's probably because I said the name of the Scottish my name. So, um, I've gotta go. I've gotta go. I'm sorry. We're gonna go take our seats. Um, let Joe know we're gonna contact him later. Okay, uh, you can contact me to get to him. If you, here's my card. He, like, crumples it and shoves it in his pocket. I was so tempted to come in as a Scottish phantom when you said the name. <laughs> <laughs> I said the name. Yeah, Phantom of the Frockra. Phantom of the Frockra. All right. Joe Simmons, we are on the last round now. Okay, so. Joe Simmons is trying to get ready for for the second act. He's forgotten many of his lines because he just wrote an entire play yesterday. (laughs) Um, He knows those lines very well, (laughs) except now they're all in German. Um, And so he is going to spend a little bit of time in... uh, Remy Lachaud's dressing room okay. because he's got to get in the part. Cool. So. Yeah. Um, well, and you you get to finally wear crushed velvet now. Yeah, and he's got all of it. Yeah. So, I'm gonna go and raid his closet. Okay. To find some crushed velvet. Okay. So here's here's the here's the vest I need. Crushed velvet pants. Okay, that's good. What are those? What's that? What? What? Joseph. Who are you? It's me, Remy Lachaud. I mean, the Phantom of the Frockra. <laughs> that, 
the 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 what you the phantom de l'Ifoire. is this a new part in the the show did you cast yourself this is my this life now what do you what do you mean you've stolen everything what are you from talking me? about i was we were you just took like my minutes. role you what? took the other role that i stole from you and rewrote to be the main role yeah this is untoward how, how is this my fault because <laughs> you did everything wrong you're old but but at least but, well, i don't have anything and then I am old. I knock him out oh, with no. James Corden's Tony. And I see him coming. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was yours. <laughs> Never. And I knock him out and I put on the crushed velvet suit oh. with the mask still on and the black cloak. Yeah. And I go back to the stage. Oh. Okay. So now it's my scene. So it's back to the play. We're starting up on act two. Yeah. I think that Gilda has one of her monologues. Oh, yeah. And then the second the frog she right. enters. I hope there's more acapella in this oh, really good. Oh, really good. I like the skating. Fascism is a lot like a frock. It's a frock that covers the entire country of Europe. I just don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> Ralph started off as a kind young, kind young man. We used to sing in gazebos outside of my home, back with my Fraulein, and, but then he just seemed to change. And now I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should put a gun against his head, pull the trigger, and then he's dead. I just don't know anymore, and Mama, Mama, what would you do? What would you do if you were still alive, wearing your glistening frock, telling Morris what to do, slapping him across the head when he wouldn't bring you your supper? I wish to be as strong and gentle a woman as you once were. But alack, perhaps fascism is my new frock. Madame, there's yet another frock maker in the house. Oh, Morris, I don't, I don't want to see one anymore. I think you'll want to see this one. <laughs> in comes Rolf holding a frocksman's outfit. Like, in character is Rolf with a frocksman's <laughs> bag. Mein love, ist me. No. De Rolf. No, Remy, what are you doing? What are you doing? Roll with it. No. Roll with this. I mean, yes, Roll and. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> what you were saying? I have forsaken a life of fascism to sell frogs. To sir, sir? To sell frogs. To what? To sell frogs. I have forsaken a life of fascism to sell frogs. Okay, calm down. I think that you. Be cool. Be cool. Get are um, uh, I see that. Herr, Fr Herr Hitler has made you wear a mask now, uh, Rolf. Yes, because Herr Hitler hit me in my face. And that was a betrayal of everything I stood for. This is a big turn. Hitler's a bad guy now. What's going on? I don't understand. Now don't get me wrong. It's not like I didn't have it coming. It's not like Hitler is some kind of bad guy. Oh, yeah, he's fair. He's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But it did hurt. And it made me want to leave the army. 
Because I'm a big, big weaky. I'm weak. You pick weaky? <laughs> I'm a big weaky. Uh, this seems like a German thing. Is that what you're German? It's German. Well, Rolf, I see that you're holding the outfit of the second frogsman. I was told by Morris here that there was a frogsman at the door, not... It's true. When I arrived, I saw the second frogsman. And I thought, oh boy, I bet this is her suitor. Now, shh, now that I'm gone, away, fighting the good fight for law and order in Europe, for a unified, racially pure, Europe, she has fallen in with a simple frogsman. I'm feeling complicated feelings. It's real, I'm confused. <laughs> and I gave up my noble mission to bring order to a chaotic country. To return to my love and uh, and be with Mitter. Oh, Rolf! <laughs> and she brings him in for a kiss, and but it's a stage kiss, so she's really whispering in his ear. I do not know what you did to Joe, but I hope that you, that you, whatever you did, that he's gone for good because he was starting to steal my thunder. But if you have entangled me in some sort of murderous scheme, then I'll have none of it, and you are not going to steal the show from me. And they pull back, and he's like, my love, that was... Give me another sugar! And then he goes in, <laughs> and he's like, I hope I killed the bastard. I hit him rather hard with Mr. James Corden's Tony. But, if he is not dead, I left a note that said, I have been bamboozled in my head by Gilderoy Lockhart. Help me and arrest her post-haste. And they pull break away from their kiss again. Oh, Rolf! Heil this! And then they go and they kiss again. <laughs> There's a um, lot of kissing. I like it. Whisper again. You don't, you don't want Joe. Joe isn't Let's your enemy. I'm not your enemy. You know who gave me the clawed gloves? It was Mackenzie. It was Mac, the stage manager. She's the one that wanted you out. Why else would she give me the spiky gloves? She has been messing with the playbill. She wanted to mess this up. And you know why? That I think that she and the director wanted your career to be ruined. <sighs> that was despising me to ball. One more. And one more kiss. They kiss a lot. What's going on here? It's like four long you kisses. Say yeah. We should team up and destroy Mac? And perhaps Madame Featherstone? And take over this play? For ourselves? Yes, just the two of us. Sure. Fantastic. Alright, I am satisfied. Now, I'm going to go back to the fatherland, Deutschland, where <laughs> I will help Hitler, and then I'll come back and we'll smooch more. That da? sounds great. Da? Bring me back some jewellery. I'll bring you back a lot of medals in a, long, in a couple of years. We're very problematic to own. Okay. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. All right, Gilda. Are you in for the plan? Yes. I think that in the moment it became <laughs> better to ally with the psycho. I think so. Yeah, I was like, you said just the two of us. Great. And I was like, does she mean that or not? <laughs> oh, definitely no. I think it's fine either way. <laughs> Let's change your scene. Okay. Um... So that was just... So should we just keep doing the play? Yeah, let's keep doing the play. Okay. 
I was thinking maybe, I was trying to think how could we get sort of screw over the director and maybe... Yeah, I, I think one way you could mess with Mac would mm-hmm. be to com- be constantly introducing props that she has to find and like mm-hmm. saying like, and let's change scenery suddenly and like she has like a bunch of expectations that she can't fill so it seems like it's a technical problem. That's cute, I like that. Oh, my butterfly. I'm so glad to be back from the front lines. Let's Meet say. my main man, Eddie. Adolf. Oh. Eli. Yes. And now I'm back with you. And please come through this door where it is suddenly a beautiful garden. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Uh, everybody get some flowers together. Uh, we have a bunch in this uh, thing. And uh, just throw it on the stage. Throw it on everybody. Garden it. scene's not supposed to be for three more scenes. Okay. So oh, got it. Got it. All right, they've got... I love being in this garden that is also underwater. Oh, God. Okay, uh, somebody get the fish. fish I'll turn on the faucet. I'll turn on the faucet. Yeah. Oh, this water is so refreshing. It's too bad that we are actually in outer space. Uh, okay. Uh, what do we do for that? Okay, uh, we gotta get the harnesses. We are the first people in outer space. Yes. Get the helmets on. Okay. And here's your helmets, and uh, thank you so much for standing in, stagehand Bo Simmons, identical twin for Joe Simmons. Oh my gosh, you noticed! Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, can you get the helmets on them, and then just uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll hook them up to the harnesses, and now they're floating. Okay, good. Oh, look, uh, it's the third Froxman! And he points to Bo Simmons, and like motions for him to come on stage. Oh, God. Oh, oh I'm in space with... Frocks. Here's a helmet. Maybe we were wrong about that, Joe Simmons. Put this helmet on. Let's get out of here, Lin Manuel Tony. Let's get out of here, also Andrew Lloyd Tony. Now put on the sneak, the the Rolly sneaks. The the Rolly sneaks. You didn't I don't know what skates. Ah, you have to do what people on the stage say you have to Go, do. I'm oh, sorry. Right, right. Right. Well, well, just put on these helmets because you're in space. And oh, in space, we are not in space. We're not we in... are in Pharaonic Egypt. Oh, God. Okay, turn the, the stage the helmets down. down. Uh, we got to get a Sphinx. Oh, no, we don't have a Sphinx. What are we going to do? Oh. Ah, uh, I'll be the Sphinx, I guess. I'm a Sphinx. <laughs> I am become Cleopatra. Uh, somebody get eyeliner. I, I can't eyeliner skate. Cat. I put it on while I'm skating past. Oh, <laughs> oh, and I am and Mark Anthony. I am become Abraham Lincoln, President of America. Okay, uh, we have an axe somewhere, right? And I throw the axe on the stage. <laughs> I caught the axe. I cannot tell a lie. Good thing I am now Charlemagne. <laughs> I don't Char- even know what to Char- do. Just Char- Char- okay, just. Just listen, just throw all the props we have on stage. Okay, okay, okay. Hope that they don't call throwing for props we don't on. Have. Here's Western Europe props. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, as long as they don't ask for a Western. Remember, we can't have horses on this stage. Where are my three horses and one fake horse that I requested? Oh, These were this is like union rules. We can't put horses if, on the if, stage. If, if what any, are we gonna do? If anybody finds out we put horses on the stage, all of us are done forever. But we have to do it. It's they, the they first rule so. of theater. The yeah. show must go on. Keep all right. It. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run next door because they're doing equus there, and I'll get some of their extra horses, some of their understudy horses. And also bring I'll a naked running. man. And a naked man? Yes, please. How us? Okay, go, 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 go. Okay, okay. Stop, stop. All right, there. Here are the horses. All right, there you go. There's your horses. What a sexy horse. Oh, I hate horses. I'm allergic. Get them out of here. No, but what are you doing? I save some seats in the crowd. Put some there. 
Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Big horse seats. I put them there. Okay. <laughs> and then. Uh, Just watch out for the poop because I don't have time to clean no, it up. No, you watch out for the poop. I can't. And what don't do anything about it. Just look at it. Oh, you're right. You're right. Then uh, Gilda turns to uh, Remy, aka Ralph, and uh, she goes, Oh, Ralph, I'm so glad that you and I can live in this pure Aryan nation. Oh, no. And then she pulls off his mask in ah! front of everyone. And he's disfigured. And he's so furious that he reaches into the pile of the uh, props and he grabs Neil Patrick Harris's Tony. No. <laughs> and he goes to swing it at her and the curtain falls. <laughs> I was gonna actually hit her, but then I was like, I can't hit Lucia. No, don't hit Lucia, that's fine. No, uh, uh, Featherstone's uh, upset because even though she was okay with it falling apart, it did not fall apart in the correct way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know who she should be talking to about it. Um, she could talk to Wrath Part Grample. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wrath uh, Part Grample uh-huh. approaches <laughs> yeah. Featherstone to interview her after, after the opening night performance. Hey there, uh, Wrath Part Grample, Variety Broadway News. That was a disaster, right? <laughs> it was a disaster, but in a different way than I expected. I wanted to show. The, f- the deterioration of the great American theater. I wanted to show how things fall apart on a normal human level. And these bastards ruined it for me! Is that what you were going to ask? Yeah, can you you shorten it to like 140 characters? Because it's really only tweets uh, these days. So like, I wanted to deteriorate It Was Bastards. That's really all I can get. Remy the show and Gilda Roy Lockhart ruined American theater. Is that short enough for you? Yeah, that's great, actually. And then I can just mention <laughs> them in the tweet. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, listen, good luck. I wouldn't want to be you right now. Everybody's talking about how they really hammed it up and made an amazing performance, and you can't control your actors or the stage. Well, you are 100% correct. I'm going back to experimental theater. If I don't stare at a man who's staring at a pair who's got googly eyes and is staring at a picture of Ben Affleck. I am so sorry. I'm very upset right now. A picture of Ben Affleck from from the movie uh, Reindeer Games. That was a good movie. If I'm not staring at that, if, if I don't have at least 13 pictures of that pair tomorrow, I am ruined in experimental theater, and I am done with your basic, normal theater, Broadway. Okay, that was the the show that was the frivolous ado of Madame Baudelaire's frock. It is now time for epilogues, uh, where we decide how it ended for us. Let's just think for a second. <laughs> um, so Joe Simmons is dead. <laughs> <laughs> but 
most people in the theater world didn't know about his twin brother, Bo Simmons, yeah. who really is liking this theater thing. He just showed up today. Yeah. And, well, his uh, brother was on stage. Yeah, and so, so we he thought was he, was, he was playing his brother's understudy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, he was like, I mean, this is really sad, and I don't know how to process it. On the other hand, I could become Joe Simmons. Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, the legacy of Joe Simmons lives on in his brother Bo Simmons who doesn't really want to go with his brother's name and so he changes his name to J.K. Simmons. Hey! <laughs> Origins! I like it. Nice. Um, so, Remy uh, dropped the Tony as he was swinging it at uh, Gilda and said, lightly slapped her and said, I don't like you. <laughs> But I respect you. <laughs> well played! And then he disappeared in a puff of smoke. Where he went is to Hollywood to meet up with Tom the Baboon, mm-hmm. who got him a part on his new show, Baboomafu, where <laughs> he got to wear a mask of a lemur to cover his disfigured face. And uh, he now goes by the name Robert Laps, which is his birth name. And he's just having a good time as a children's television mask-wearing horrific half-man and half-lemur creature with his buddy Hollywood Tom. The The baboon. Great. Excellent. All right, Gilda. (laughs) So after betraying, like, her family, betraying Madame Rochelle Featherstone, um, she, the, uh, the play was still a huge hit that one night. Mm -hmm. Um, so afterward, she uh, went on to do many other plays on Broadway uh, she won the Tony for Most Realistic Drowning as Ophelia in Hamlet. <laughs> and uh, then she went to star in Garfield the Musical, which was um, sort of trying to make money off of Hamilton versus Cats, where it's about uh, it's about President Garfield, but also told through cats. Yeah. Garfield the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wore a big suit. She played Garfield. They she played Taylor Garfield. Role. Yeah. Great. Uh, 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 Featherstone, uh, Rochelle Featherstone went back to experimental theater um, in which she had a very successful production of a show that was called um, Staring at a Man, Staring at a Pair with Googly Eyes on it, Staring at a Picture of Ben Affleck from Ranger Games uh, for 13 Hours. Yeah. That's the name of the show. Yeah. It's only two and a half hours, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and it is, it successfully shows the breakdown of American theater the way she tried <laughs> and failed with uh, Madame Bo- Baudelaire's uh, frock situation. Um, and uh, she, uh, and she becomes a famous experimental theater director. Fantastic. Uh, Mackenzie Elizabeth Cruz, uh, she started out in theater wanting to be an actress or an actor and uh, never succeeded there. She went to the, the stage management and did okay there until um, the horrific ado of Madame Baudelaire's Rock. Uh, after losing her best, worst friend and uh, sort of having her name uh, ruined forever for theater, decided to take her skills uh, in knowing where props are 
and knowing <laughs> where things are uh, to become a theatrical uh, assassin for hire. Nice. <laughs> so she just uh, she it works for actors assassinating, uh, like works for understudies assassinating <laughs> actors, vice versa, uh, making it all go. And then a, a a movie is made about her life. Cool. Later. Starring Ben Affleck. What, what was the movie called? <laughs> the movie's called Macbeth, which isn't great. <laughs> uh, starring Ben Affleck. <laughs> it's Reindeer Games 2, colon, Macbeth. <laughs> um, and that's Gosh Darn Fiasco, everybody. Yeah. That was exciting. <laughs> Everybody should watch Lucia Fasano's YouTube video for Nerd Boy, which is a song written by Lucia Fasano. The track was produced by the Double Clicks. The video is directed by me, and it's really great. It's on YouTube. Look for Lucia Fasano on on YouTube, and also check out our web series, Caddy Bees. Yeah, and the music video is featuring all of us. Yeah, everybody's in it. it. We're all in it. Everybody's in it. Angela's behind the scenes. I'm behind the scenes. Just like Mac. Yeah, just like Mac. <laughs> and just like Mac, I uh, destroyed everything. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you tell them about your podcast? Uh, you can listen to me on the Going Last Tabletop Podcast, where I talk about all sorts of board games, role-playing games, and uh, game stuff. Before Kyle leaves, because it got too nerdy, uh, tell them about your stuff, Kyle. Um, <clears throat> I have a podcast called Reboot, Reuse, Recycle that updates intermittently. Um, we have a new episode coming out soon about Ghostbusters. I liked Ghostbusters. I also like Ghostbusters. Spoiler, sorry. Spoiler. Ooh. I loved Ghostbusters. Uh, Lucia? Loved Ghostbusters. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Lucia, L-U-C-I-A, underscore Fasano, F-A-S-A-N-O. You'll see my tweets about Ghostbusters. Oh, follow me on Twitter, too, at Kyle underscore McCormick. Do it. Kevin? Follow me on Twitter at Kevin Marnold, all one word. Um, and at the end of August, we are rebooting the podcast, uh, This Saves for You. Yeah. So you can make a reboot, reuse, recycle about your podcast. Yes. Yeah. I could. <laughs> a podcast reboot. All right. We love you, everybody. Love you. Bye. The, the, show, the show must go on. The show must go on. Let me skate. Let me skate. Let me skate. Let me skate. <laughs> So you think you can skate here and skate on my rink? <laughs> if that's what you think, then you should have to rethink. <laughs> oh, skatey. <laughs> just gotta get out. out. Just gotta skate right out of here. Theme from the second skatesmith. Skatesmith? Thank you for listening. Check out Fiasco from Bully Pulpit Games or at your local game store. Gosh Darn Fiasco's logo was created by John Harper and music was created by Aubrey Weber. And please review us and subscribe on iTunes and Overcast and whatever you like. You can also check out our Twitter and Facebook for pictures, news, and information about live shows, including our events at Gen Con with special guests Will Hindmarch and Steve Segati. 
The next podcast will be the live episode we recorded with Kelly Sue DeConnick. That one's incredible, and it comes out August 15th. Thank you, and good night.